how's it going? Welcome to Text Talks. Uh, so the first thing I have to say is bad text. Uh, text text made reference to something that he didn't actually, I guess, put a video out on it. For that, I apologize. Uh, you know, I guess I'm human. Um, it happens. Uh, I mentioned the phrase lock and key that I often use. And so I figured that out a detailed explanation of what lock and key meant. So first, I would like to start off by saying that my explanation of lock and key is not meant in any way to blame people for things or to be derogatory. That is not the intent of the explanation of this. And I say that at first because if you jump right into things, you know, it, it can sound like, you know, are you saying it's my fault? And I'm not saying necessarily that the things that happen in the world are anybody's fault. They happen. I am saying how you react to them is your responsibility. What you do about them is your responsibility. Uh, I will, you know, make reference to the idea now that you do have control over how you respond and what you personally do about things that are in your life. You may not be able to control the world. It's going to rain and it's going to have sunshine. And it's going to snow on its own accord. And, you know, unless you're the secret uh, government, whatever, that controls the spy satellites that shoot things into the clouds and that whole idea there, you, you don't control the weather. Uh, secret inside joke on chemtrails. The person that I'm sending that to will know what I'm talking about. So, that being said, lock and key is the idea that when you are around a person, uh, if you find yourself typically around a person who has a certain style, a certain way of being, if you're attracted to certain people, if certain people are attracted to you, there's a lot of stuff going in the background that makes it what I call lock and key. In other words, being around people in the dating situation, and if you say, I have a partner who's always doing this. And this could be anything. Pick something, uh, you know, always pushing me away, always being, you know, overprotective of me, always being jealous of me. Uh, my question is, is what are you getting out of it? And again, this is not meant to be derogatory. This is meant to inform and help you understand what's going on. In other words, if you keep dating and you keep ending up with someone who has certain problems. Uh, and that problem could be substance or alcohol abuse. That problem could be, you know, their personalities being mean, grouchy, hateful, jealous, whatever. Ask yourself why that keeps happening. And don't think that it's strictly due to the forces of the universe. In other words, uh, I've said, and I do know I did a video on this one, or at least it's been in my other videos, if you are comfortable with something, then you tend to accept it. A lot of times, you know, people people can now understand that if they grew up in a family where certain situations were prevalent, like substance or alcohol abuse, then they will find that people who exhibit, and there are certain characteristic traits that usually come out in people who are uh, impulsive and, you know, maybe attracted to substance or alcohol abuse situations, 
that we're attracted to that kind of person. Or at the very least, if that kind of person comes into our life, we put up with it. See, sometimes it's not about what you're attracted to. It's just the fact that as you go through different people in your life and you date different people and all that, as where you may tend to get rid of certain people that make you uncomfortable, you might not get rid of the people in your life that have this problem because you just kind of don't think about it. It's kind of what you're used to. You're comfortable with that kind of individual. I mean, I know it sounds very Freudian, but, you know, here, here you are, you know, attracted to someone mainly because they remind you of something from childhood, usually a parent figure. Okay. Uh, mom or dad may have done these things and then therefore you feel comfortable. You may also find yourself attracted to certain people and, in the, and the individuals who are abusive have certain targets. They're not just attracted to everybody. Again, I know I've mentioned it in another video and I'll bring it up again that sometimes those people are attracted to people that fit a certain profile for them. In other words, if you, you know, if went through and, you know, did any of the study on people who are predators, predators look for certain targets. They go into a grocery store and they look for the person who doesn't look them in the eye when they get too close or too nosy or start looking in their buggy or doing stuff. Because some people will shy away and, you know, like that. It's like, okay, so that person wouldn't look me in the eye. And so to them, that's a target. Sad. I just think you should be aware of it. Being aware of it means that you know that maybe that person's looking. So when you ask yourself, how do I end up with that person? That person has been hunting you. And not just that person, but anybody who is looking for a specific personality. Whether it's a permissive personality, whether it's a personality who does certain things that they know that they can pull into. You know, a narcissist would have no interest in someone who totally ignores all of their love bombing. But someone who's susceptible to that, there you go. That's good somebody to have. And you yourself might find yourself in a situation where you're attracted to certain people because they represent power or, or presence or whatever. And so you're attracted to that person. Or, you know, when I was growing up, it was always the, oh, they're attracted to bad boys. And I, I remember hearing, you know, girls being attracted to bad boys. And I've heard all kind of theories since I was young about what that means. You know, like, oh, they think they can change him. Oh, that makes him a, uh, you know, a real trial, you know, a, a challenge to get. So they're attracted to somebody like that. Highly possible. You have to kind of look into yourself and see what's going on. So lock and key means that you're probably a close match in some way, somehow to the person you're with and that that's the kind of personality you go for. Sometimes it's possible to do the whole other swing. You date someone who's this way and you swear, I'll never date that person again. And instead of going into moderation, you swing all the way and start dating someone who's totally opposite. But again, that's lock and key. Because now you've just made a mirror reflection of the lock and you've become a different key. And so here you go again. So anytime that I see someone come in and start telling me that 
they have, you know, problems with the spouse, partner, whoever. I listen and I keep one ear open to the idea of what does this mean about how you deal with things, how you see life, how you work with things. And uh, we, we tend to pick the same people in our lives. We tend to go back and date the same kinds of people. We tend to make the same kinds of friends. Some people seek variety. And, you know, those are the lottery winners who do things differently. But the majority of people will do the same things over and over again in their life. It's just a common habit. And when you see that common habit, you begin to understand it. If you want to make things differently, that means you have to notice not only the other person's behavior, but your behavior and the connection between them. If you want to attract different people into your life, you have to think about what in my life is attracting those kinds of people. It may be you or your behaviors or what you're doing or what you pre present or what you're not doing. So self-observation, very important. And that comes from you sitting down asking serious questions and asking, what's going on here? Why does that person like me? Why is that person attracted to me? And being honest about what you see yourself doing. If you are having difficulty in self-observation, then is there anyone in your life who you can trust to give you a neutral, fair reflection of what's going on with you? Sometimes the only person you have that can do that might be the therapist. The friends that you have in your life, remember, they're going to probably see things a certain way. Maybe the friends in your life see things the way that your significant other sees things. Some people will have a whole nest of friends that are a certain way, but then they're attracted to this one kind of person. And all their friends go, my God, don't you see what you're doing? Nope. <laughs> they keep doing it. So maybe it's a case of actually listening to your friends. And then reflecting and going, oh my gosh, do I really do that? And what starts that? Why do I do that? What's going on? Start on the trail of self-reflection. So there's lock and key. Like I said, when I, when I hear someone talk, when someone comes into my office, I start getting a picture of the possible separate locks or keys that fit with them. And usually there is a personality type that fits well with them and that's probably who they're dating or with or that's who their parent figures are or their guardian figures or whatever i hope that kind of sort of explains things in my old-fashioned southern way i know i do a lot of roundabouts but you know there's a point in there y'all have a good day and stay warm stay dry